tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. All right, we're back. Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 10. Yeah, this is good, man. A little bit of a, a, a milestone for us here. Our 10th episode, rocking and rolling. I don't believe too many podcasters actually make it to 10. I, we did it in a month and a half, I think. You know what, man? I think we had some really good content, and we wanted to get it out there and just, you know, starting to speak to the masses, to, you know, all of our clients out there that are planning, uh, you know, Barnbot Mitzvahs. Uh, these awesome lifetime celebrations, even if not booking us uh, here at Explosive Entertainment, we want to, you know, educate you a little bit and let you know what the hottest trends are and, you know, the biggest takeaways and, you know, what people are doing to really help their uh, their mitzvahs pop, dude, nowadays, you know? So, I, I've been enjoying this. I think the next episode we should do, we should actually recap all of the things that we've talked about in the last 10 and kind of give a, a summary. A little but, overview. Uh, I like it. But here for number 10, I think, Jordan, we should be talking about Event enhancements or EE. Yeah, it's just cool, man. You know, and I like taking it back, man. We've had you know uh, numerous guests on the show, you know, in the past weeks, and you know it's good to bring it back here for you know number ten, me and you, where it all started, and uh, you know we're always out here speaking about uh, you know what the biggest trends are in bar and bot mitzvah world, and we always speak about talent. We speak about you know obviously knowing and making sure your MC, your master of ceremonies, is personalized, that he has behind the wheel experience or she has behind the wheel experience with hosting events, the dancers, the motivators, the DJs, but enhancements, man. These are the uh, the toys, if you will, that uh, help accent the day. So uh, let's get into it, man. So I, I think the first thing we need to do is, is just kind of talk about the different categories of enhancements. Just just to put it out there, you know, like photo boost or photo tainment, as we call it, is, is one category. Correct. I mean, we could do probably 10 whole podcasts just talking yeah. about photo boost. So let's touch on that in a little bit, but... Besides photo boost, there's uh, like atmospheric. Yeah, atmospheric stuff. So like things like you know the new sparkler effect that, that's going around. Uh, you know CO two blasters, um, low lying fog, the dancing on the clouds effect. Snow, snow machines. Yep, exactly. Anything that'll help you know bring a, a little bit of that atmosphere to life and uh, you know help tie it into the theme. Um, we also have uh, gaming tables, right? Sport, sporting gaming tables, uh, LED tables. And I have a feeling most of today's podcast is gonna go that direction, but. Uh, let's see, and for the listeners, none of this is actually rehearsed. We're, we're open conversation, off the cuff, shoot, just shoot, shooting the you know what, having some fun. Um, let's see, there's lounge furniture. Yes. Okay, uh, and, and cubbies are a big part of that too. Mm-hmm. There's live musicians. What about like media? Um, media, I, I love media. I think there's so much that can be done with that. Video um, walls, uh, you know, large flat panel TVs. These are all considered uh, enhancements, you know, really cool ways that you can, you know, uh, showcase things like a, uh, a customized montage or, you know, your candid photography that goes on throughout the event. Uh, you know, you probably have been to, you know, one or two mitzvahs at least where there have been a couple of, you know, flat panel TVs, 50, 60, 70 inch televisions on, on either side of the DJ setup broadcasting the content throughout the events. But, you know, we've... Uh, you know, we take some extra steps and uh, bring out some cool stuff like our video wall. And, uh, you know, we actually map our TVs together to make some cool effects. Uh, I, I love media. I it's do. great. It, it, it's endless, the, the, what you could do with it. Uh, I think the last one we should touch on today is Living Talents. You know, the Cirque performers and all the unique different performers. Yes. You know, l- last week we had David Crisero, a mentalist. 
on our podcast. I mean, all these uh, you know performers that just have a unique trait that you know bring to these events. Correct, and it's so much more than just the performance itself. You know, like somebody like David and and you know these um, living talents, as as we call it. You know, it's not just dressing the part and bringing this added you know piece to the to the uh, to the event for the day, but it's also having the personality. It's being engaging. It's it's almost they're almost entertainers in their own right, and, and you know, uh, extensions of, of us, of what we're doing. All right, so let's let's jump in. For the sake of time, maybe we spend five minutes per category. We'll see we, how we uh, do. We could try our best. All right. Let, <laughs> let, let's start with Photobooster, because that's going to be the biggest... I like it. The biggest uh, uh, obstacle to handle well, here. Well, it, it is. It's a big one, because I, I feel like, you know, Photobooster has become such the trend, probably over the last, you know, five years or so. You know, photo stations, photo booths, these... Uh, photo experiences that are at events are, you know, kind of changing and different styles, different looks to the booth. And, you know, I feel like, you know, they're changing, like people change their shirts. Let's go back. When we first started doing this, there was two types of photo booths. Mm -hmm. There there was a photographer taking a picture in front of a backdrop and then... Open air, as we like to call it. Yeah, taking the SD card out of their camera and somebody else sitting on the side printing. Nothing really boothy about it, but nothing at all. And then there's green screen. <laughs> Correct. Same concept, but it was actually slower cuz somebody had a photoshop in the backdrops. Right. So And I'm actually going to piggyback one more. We there was actually the Coney Island style, the actual enclosed yep. booth that yep. you could actually sit in that had that boardwalk style feel. Those were really the three go-tos, you yeah, know. Yeah, and 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 at the time, I mean, they were 1500 to $2000 each and they were not booked on everybody. Crazy, maybe, right? maybe because of the price point on now the price points have come down to... It's know, a race to the bottom with these things sometimes Maybe, now, maybe right? half of that. Um, but all, all like when I sit with the client, and we have different approaches, but when I sit with the client, I tell them there's four styles of photo booths. Mm-hmm. There's the open air, there's the enclosed, there's the mirror booth, and then there's the strolling photo station, which is our newest. After you get past those four types, they all do the same thing. They Correct. all take pictures, they all can print, they all can text. They're all social media ready. Each one of them, other than the strolling, can do some aspect of green screen if you wanted it. Right. Um, Incorporating the videos, the GIF, the GIF uh, videos, and things like that. Um, but I think the cool part now, you know, that we're we're diving into these booths are great. But I think the accents around the photo booth themselves is really what's starting to come to the table now. Is where you see the, the trend kind of going. You know, a couple of weeks ago we did a a party where we had our green screen photo station, but to make it different. <laughs> We brought a small section of cubbies. We put all the props in the cubbies. And then the cubbies themselves were branded with the, the decal to match the theme. Awesome. I mean, people really took notice of that. It wasn't just slopping hats and props right. on a table. Because it was different. It, it, you, people obviously tell that you we took, and, and combined with the client, took the extra steps to go the extra mile to really personalize this station, to give it a different look, a different feel. Because in our area, man, you know, like being out of Monmouth County, literally mitzvahs happen by the, the bucket load, you know? So it's, it's really hard to have your own identity sometimes. I'm going to ask you a loaded question, then I'm going to answer it. Loaded. Do you have a favorite photo station? I, I will have to say that the strolling, the, our new strolling station that kind of does away with walking off the dance floor to go and, you know, convene somewhere to wait online for a photo, you know, opportunity is definitely the way to go. Um, you know, our, we have this, this brand new uh, station that uh, just dropped. I think the technology probably just dropped six or eight months ago. Um, we saw it at a trade show in Las Vegas, and it's super dope. It literally is run by an attendant with a great personality, something that's fun, that's outgoing, that's cool, and they make their way around the dance floor so you don't have to leave the action. You know, now there's no more waiting online. There's no more, oh, man, you know, we love this song, but, you know, the, the photo booth looks like it's going to close in, like, you know, the next 15 minutes because the party's almost over. 
you're not torn. You're, you're right in the mix. So, you know, while you're dancing, you have your friends, drinks in hand. It's like, hey, guys, everybody turn around. Pose for the picture really quick. And, you know, the attendant that's running it, as long as they're schooled on the software, the program, and everything that it does, they could fire out that picture super quick, um, give them the opportunity to record a, a video GIF, uh, put a filter on it, post it to their media, text to their phone, all within a matter of 30 seconds? Seconds, yeah. Really it's amazing. Perfect. So that, that's, that's my new favorite. One of the other things that I love about that is that it also can be used for cocktail hour. Correct. So most other photo booths, they're set up in the main room, stationary for four hours, and they don't make their way to cocktail right. hour. So you actually get an extra hour, in our case, for no extra money using... using and we, we've actually, which and that's a great point too, but what we've actually been able to do with this, guys, if you do embark upon this uh, photo station as a client, what you might want to consider, depending on... The number of guests that you're having, if it's a larger party and you know a lot of moving pieces, maybe just having that strolling station as a social station and then having your photo booth in the corner as a photo opportunity for everybody. Right. So it, you can kind of cover both ends of the spectrum. The kids are super happy because it's, it's very trendy. It's social media friendly. It's tech savvy. And then for some of the older guests, they actually can you know go to the station and take home an actual tangible photo. Like my mother would love that. Yeah. yeah. So, so now I said it was a loaded question because I knew my answer before I asked the question mm. and and so let me wait. Let me fire it back to you, Mike. What's your favorite? Thanks, Jordan. Photo station that, to rock like with. That. I got you, dude. So, so my answer is actually that it depends on the event and depends on the space. Mm. And uh, I, you know, I sit with clients. They ask me, you know, what's your favorite or which one would you do? And it depends. If you're in a small venue, um, the strolling is fantastic, or an open air is fantastic. Right. The mirror booth is actually great because it, it has a very small footprint. You push it up against a wall. It's it's perfect. But for the families that want a big activation, like the House of Mirrors that we did right. a couple of weeks back, or a Vogue booth, yep. they take up space. I mean, that House of Mirrors, I think, is 10 feet wide by Now, explain, explain these booths really quick for, for everybody out there in Listener Land. Okay, so House of Mirrors is, is like when you go to the boardwalk to a, one of those uh, haunted houses. Like the fun and houses, right? fun house with mirrors. Yep. So it's mirrors, ceilings, floors, walls, and you walk in, and the camera is within there, and it actually takes a picture of you, but there's... A billion of you. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's super cool. And, and, and not only is it you know cool from the inside, like the outside has a really cool look and appeal, but it's big. I mean, that is so, that's bigger than dance floor at some point. I mean, you're looking probably at like a, what, like a, a 15 by 15? Yeah, 10 by 15, like 15 yeah. by 15. And that, that's a lot of real estate, especially. And that's the other thing too, guys, you know, for, for families that are planning too. Um, although a photo station or a booth might sound like a great idea, Think about your venue, your location, the logistics, like the load in, the load out, like the area that you have. So let, let's dial back. A couple podcasts ago, we talked to Jessica Schwartz right. at I Play America, and she said one of her Big shout out to Jess. She, she would do differently from her first party to second is the location of her photo booth. But keep in mind how big I Play America is. She could have done this big house of mirrors, no problem, would have fit great. Yep. She doesn't need a tiny little photo booth in the corner. Correct. So for a spot like that, you can go big, which is which is awesome. And uh, you know, you mentioned the Vogue booth too. Tell us a little bit about that one. That was pretty cool as well. Uh, it, just like Madonna's Vogue uh, video, it has a, a funky look to it. Uh, strip lighting in there. It, it definitely has a unique presentation, both in the way it prints. And then the setup of it itself. So that's pretty cool. It's kind of like uh, put the final stab on photo booths here, guys. The basically Mike and I and what we found and, and uh, that the photo stations as of now that are on the market are all awesome. They're they're great programs. They have awesome software that's running it, uh, and you have great uh, you know options between social media, taking pictures, printing pictures, branding them. But the real fun stuff that's happening now is the shell. Is the 
theme of the booth, the the way that you're enclosing the structure? Does it have a certain look, like the House of Mirrors or you know the Vogue stuff that Mike was talking about? These are all uh, accents, and and because they're done up in such a sleek and cool looking way, it almost becomes decorative too, right? Yeah, and, and you know, let, let's end on just a cautionary note that not all photo booths are created equal. Correct. So I like that. It's a t-shirt. Not all photo booths are created equal. What, what, what's your favorite line that you give at a bridal show? I, so, I, you know, I like to, to dial it back and say that if your photo station looks like, you know, Madame Cleo is going to bust out of the curtain and, you know, tell you your fortune and, uh, you know, give you all your, uh, <laughs> all your hopes and dreams and say all your wishes are going to come true, if that's what it looks like... Get another photo booth, guys. I mean, like, really do your homework. The photo booth should match your look. It should match your vibe. It shouldn't look like you're going to, a, you know, a garage sale on somebody's front lawn, and that's their party favor set up. You know what I mean? So You said it as best as it could be said. Being nice. That was figuratively speaking. So let's talk about my new favorite, living talent. Yes. They are alive. We are alive with talent. So um, human tables, mm. uh, human red carpets, um, themed you know, living centerpieces. Uh, uh, we did a, a birthday party, and when guests walked in, they were greeted by giant human flowers. They now you were, say human, Mike. This is actually a human being that is dressed up as a as a, a an active prop. Correct. Yes. yes. Cool. Just for any of you guys who haven't seen this before, this is such a cool um, and uh, I guess trend setting uh, you know topic that you bring to your event, and it is. Super engaging, you know, like you have somebody with a great personality. Again, this is key too, guys. If you're going to uh, utilize, you know, uh, people, you know, real life talent, make sure the personality is electric because it's one thing to dress the part, look the part and, you know, and just be good at, at looking, you know, what you're supposed to for that theme or that specific event. But having that personality that's super killer and engaging and memorable, that's going to help it go over the top. Just just like with photo booths, you know, the, the cautionary note is do it right or don't do it at oh all. Oh my God, absolutely. This could look horrendous if it's not done right. But the talents that we use, most of them are New York City talents. They, you know, experience with Cirque du Soleil, experience right. on Broadway, hair, makeup, attire, you know, the costuming, it's legit. Right. Uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll go back to uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland Sweet 16 that we did a couple of years ago. Where the the it was Alice and um, I'm sorry no it was the Mad Hatter. Um, I mean when he came in he looked legit just like the movie. Right. But I mean I, I watched them spend two hours doing yeah. their makeup. I mean it was it wasn't a, a, a costume that you got at party fair. We'll say that. And now these are these are some preferred partners that we work with here at Explosive. You know big shout out to our girl Nikki um, who has a tremendous uh, event company and she actually specializes in helping us out one on one with these. Amazing talents, you know, so, uh, you know, for a specific event style like this, you know, Mike and, and myself or our team will, you know, reach out to her, pick her brain, and, uh, you know, she has some really, really cool options for all different types of, of themes. And a lot of it is mixing and matching and building it, you know, a, a customer the other day asked for um, a peacock-themed look, and, you know, is it something that Nikki has done or something we've done, you know, not necessarily, but you grab some peacocks. Do some cool feathering. All you got to do, guys, listen, you got to grab some peacocks, all right? Yeah. So you run to your local peacock market, and I'm, I listen, wherever, if you can find a peacock, you let us know. But <laughs> we like to have fun with it. And the cool part is that, you know, I feel like, you know, like a Vegas showgirl, yep. you know, an outfit like that can easily be tweaked into a peacock-looking kind and, and of And do it the right so, way. She was talking about doing eye makeup and, right. and, you know, having, like, whispers coming off, like, yeah. really just designing the whole look, the whole costuming. So... I mean, besides besides the Cirque performers, well, there's there's all the aerialists too. We didn't even talk about aerialists. No, that's another huge one too, as, as a live performer. And, and uh, 
we have aerialists, and we say aerialists, yeah, guys, like you would go to a Cirque du Soleil, you know, kind of show. It's that sort of influence. And everything from silk performers where they're, you know, wrapping themselves up in these thin scarves that hang from the ceiling and doing all kinds of cool aerialist moves as like a centerpiece. So this becomes decor as well, too. It's not just a performance, but you have these beautiful performers, both male, female, that are looked apart, are in amazing, amazing shape, you know, basically making this look easier than walking, right? Like mm-hmm. they've they've been doing it like, you know, since they were, you know, out the womb. And just really eye-catching. And, and, you know, we've had them set up in champagne glasses where they're doing all kinds of cool, you know, acts in the champagne and pouring drinks for your guests. So, you know, I think that's the other cool thing, too, is that, like, you know, like Mike was saying a couple minutes ago, if you're going to embark upon this and you have a couple extra bucks to throw towards the wow factors, definitely do it right. Because if you're going to go the whole nine and and put it out there and do it and go, you know, balls to the wall and, and make it awesome... It's going to look incredible. It's going to feel incredible. It, it is going to probably, you know, carry a little bit of a price tag. Just, sure. you know, like these talents, just just roughly, Mike, what are we what are we talking here cost-wise for us? You know, you could be, uh, let's say we're starting around $1,200 per performer to do it right. And that's you for know? like an, like an hour usually? How do we break that down? Generally, it's an hour show. Yeah, hour performance. But you know what? Um, there's a whole other category of living talents that um, are, you know, celebrity or faux celebrity. Yes. Um, we just talked to a client the other day that hired the Harlem Wizards to do uh, a segment of their party. And, and th- this is, you know, this podcast is all about educating. Let, you know, the, the conversation I had with the client was, when should the Wizards do their show? Right. You know, and how can that performance kind of be worked into us as best as possible? Yeah, so so for all the families planning a mitzvah, let, let, you know, you usually call us and say, we want you to rock the whole party nonstop high energy. And all of a sudden now there's a 25-minute basketball performance. Right. Where do we fit that in? So um, I had a, a, a great lengthy conversation with the client about three opportunities. They could do the Harlem Wizards for the grand entrance. So I would actually have the Wizards hang out during cocktail hour, taking pictures, signing autographs. Then bring the guest Help of honor in. big initial reveal. Yep. Yeah. Like that was option A. Option B. Great option. Was dinner time. I, this was actually what we elected to do, was during the dinner, mm-hmm. um, guests are ready in their seats, make it into a dinner show. This way it's not taking up 30 minutes of dance time. Um, so during dinner, the Wizards are going to come in, their their special themed music, You know, they're going to be passing the ball around doing their tricks. The Guest of Honor will be part of it, but guests can enjoy that from their seats and not miss dancing time. And then the third option I gave the client was... The last hour, mm-hmm. kind of to like respark the energy after case, dessert. In case people had any inkling of leaving early, like yep. you're, you see something like that, you're like, "Whoa, take yo, we put the jackets back off. We got to hang out for this." So. Yeah, but it all comes down to logistics and, and knowing what you're hiring. So the Wizards do a 25 minute show. After that, they hang out and take pictures and, and sign autographs. Now, right. The disadvantage to having them with cocktail hour doing that after the grand entrance. All the kids are going to want to hang out and take pictures. Well, we we want to have a high-energy dance party. Or if you do it at the very end, after desserts, the wizards come in, they spark this whole energy, they do a 25-minute show, but then what? You know, right. Do we now lose the kids to signing autographs and taking pictures? Right. That last half, half hour, we always say, is the last... That's the the most important part of the party, the last 30 minutes. It's huge. And that that's the big thing, too, is that for, for all of our listeners, you know, like... You want to make sure that when in booking your entertainment company that they have experience with this because the last thing that you want is bringing in a, a troupe or, or an act that's extended from the entertainment itself and having them feel like there's dead space. 
or dead air or like all of a sudden it was a high rocking, you know, crazy energy through the roof event and then womp, 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 the wizards came on and it was just such a, and not that that's a bad act, but it was such a weird transition, you know, from one to the next. It didn't have good flow. It kind of felt like it broke off. So, you know, in theory, everything sounds awesome, but you got to make sure that you have the right ingredients and the right people in place to put it all together. Right. In David Crisero, last week's episode, he spoke in depth about when he, as a magician, should perform. Right. You know, mostly cocktail hour, maybe strolling during dinner. But he himself was kind of alluding to, you don't need me the whole time. You don't mm-hmm. want me to disrupt the flow of the, the party. And he's so out externally flow, too. Like, he's literally around, like, trying to fill in the gaps where people are just chilling, you know? Well, again, knowing what you're hiring. Unless knowing, he's the feature. Know, knowing your audience, too. You know, he can't perform in a very loud space because he has to do a lot of interpersonal conversation. Right. Where the wizards, they're going to come in and it's music off. you got to play their music, give them microphones. Well, they even come in with their own host, too, their own MC. So at that point, somebody like myself would then turn the microphone over to their Harlem wizard host. Right. And, and you know, hopefully Homeboy's got it. Right. <laughs> so so let's, let's see. we got atmospheric enhancements and games. I, I, I think we should talk about games first. Okay, cool. I like that. Um, so, you know, if you guys are, you know, follow the Explosive Entertainment brand and, and our page and all our stuff, you know that we thrive on enhancements. We're in a really cool area where, um, you know, we are blessed to be able to bring all kinds of cool, you know, customized toys and, uh, you know, fun things to do to enhance the day, uh, you know, as opposed to just having the entertainment. So, you know, if you have a, a basketball-themed event, you know, maybe our, our crew's coming in in, you know, basketball jerseys and, you know, the MC's in the ref jersey because he's kind of heading it up and everybody's branded. And then in the back corner, we got our Basketball Connect 4 Papa Shot, which is super cool, a customized piece that literally was built by our, uh, you know, our, our, our guys that are super hands-on in our warehouse. And they literally constructed half Connect 4 game with the, with the chips that are now basketballs in different mm-hmm. colors, you know, red and blue. And basketball hoops, and they fuse the game together, and voila, you got a, a dope, cool new enhancement that you know is challenging, competitive, and kids love it. So ju- just like Photobus, know your space. Yes. And evaluate your party. Do you want guests playing games? Do Correct. you want them, uh, you know, involved in that? I mean, sometimes I, I can think of a party off the top of my head that said, "We want the adults to enjoy the dancing, and we want the mm-hmm. kids to play the games." It was perfect. We loaded the kids with games. They were so intrigued, and I tend to think games tend to go more towards boy parties than girl parties. But for the most part, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be. No, because then we've also uh, we have had instances where both you know uh, bar misses and bot misses have wanted a gaming or almost challenge influenced event to where you know we broke the the whole party into teams and everybody got color coded shirts or bandanas or hats and you know you made your way around to different stations maybe station one was the connect four basketball station station number two was uh our alpine ski racer who could you know get down the mountain first and they're all gaining points. You're doing a color war, basically. Correct. Correct. A digital color war. So, you know, if you do have a gaming theme or maybe you have a, you know, a, a son or a daughter that maybe they're not so extroverted and they're like, hey, listen, you know, I like, you know, the music and stuff, but I'm not really a big dancer and they want their event a little bit more game influenced. Having a, a color war, like Mike just said, or, you know, an, uh, an excuse to create some sort of tournament with these games and have them be interactive throughout the entire event, not where they're getting lost in the sauce and everybody's like, oh man, there was a... You know, a, a dope, uh, you know, giant LED foosball table. I didn't even know about that. We're very good at making sure people know the enhancements that are in the room, too, which is huge. I, I, I think we are tainted by these things. We see them all the time. Yes. Uh, to us, a 30-person foosball table is just another weekend. Just another but, weekend. You know, they... You step out of our area, people are like, what is that? Yeah. 
Yeah, right? I mean, they, and and theme it. You know, like theme it. I'm I'm working with a client right now that's doing a outdoor backyard party, and all of the games, everything we're doing is going to be rustic. It's going to fit the whole vibe. It, like that's important for the you know, for the client. The client mm-hmm. make sure it matches what you're doing. And and I'm going to go on the flip, Mike. And maybe you could you could touch base on this because I know we both had clients like this, and it goes around. The client that obviously you know trusts what we say, and they want to have a, you know an amazing mitzvah experience, but they just keep putting stuff in and more extras and enhancements and too much sometimes is a problem, right? And you sometimes lose sight of the theme and the idea and the whole sense of the mitzvah for we, the day. We love taking people's money. Yes, but, yes. If you want to give us your money, guys, we will definitely not oppose. I promise you. But there is a such thing of uh, you know was having you know sometimes it's too much. Yeah, Pack, too much. packing too much stuff into that room. You know, <laughs> it doesn't fit. It doesn't look right, or it's just a distraction. And for the clients that are planning a small party, 75 guests, 100 guests, I would say stay away from these things. You know, a photo booth is great. Maybe a mentalist is great. Uh, you know, there, there's certain things that are going to go over well, but you don't want 12 people or 30 people playing foosball. You're like, you not only for have nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, not that it's a, it's small, but you already have it's a smaller number of people. You're already. You know, spreading people out to other places to where now your dance floor kind of looks a little empty and, you know, you just want to keep, you want to have the energy look constant. So I would say for those clients that want a wow factor, because we do believe that every party needs at least a little pop. We, we always like a great beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Yep. That, that's where like a fun food station at the end, like just when the party's done and, and guests think it couldn't get any but better. But wait, Mike, what do you mean? What is a fun food station? A Wawa food stand, a Dunkin' Donuts food stand. So a kiosk that's created with authentic food to take home. From it, these spots, right? Yep, and it could be matching with your theme or it could just be a fun thing. I mean, uh, you know, I've seen parties that have McDonald's as, as to-go items on their way out. It's it's a kiosk set up. A legitimate McDonald's food is sitting there ready to go. Um, just an awesome way to have a take-home at the end of a party. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you know what else is cool, too, is that you know these food stations are... Becoming the hot trend, you're seeing them uh, starting to bust onto the scene and like in weddings with like donut walls and pretzel walls. But with the mitzvahs, because there's so many people, so many kids, we can really think outside the box and create some big stuff. So I remember we had like a, a Dunkin' Donuts themed stand for a young lady named Fallon. It was her sweet 16. And they took the whole America Runs on Dunkin' and it became Fallon wow. Runs on Dunkin'. And it was super dope. And it had the Dunkin' Donut brand and we gave out the box of Joe and all different types of uh, you know, um, donuts and the, the munchkins and everybody was dressed and looked the part. So they almost looked like they were working at Dunkin' Donuts, but they had the Fallon brand. So it was like her squad, her team, super thought out and, and detailed. And when you hit all those details, that's where your guests are like, that's cool. But then there's the wow factors like the, uh, the nitrogen infused popcorn, dragon popcorn. I know. Or, you know, the, 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 Nitrogen uh, uh, ice cream. I mean, yeah, and he didn't stutter, guys. That yes, it's nitrogen infused, so it basically gives a cool, almost CO two ish kind of look. Yep, you know, the shaved ice cream. I mean, but it's edible. It's cool. You could totally eat it. Put your face in it. Dance in it. Shower in it. Whatever you want to do. It's cool. So let, let's take our last few minutes here and talk about atmospheric enhancements. Yes, back to the to the atmosphere. Now I touched on the beginning of the cast a little bit. Um, you know, things like the sparkler and. Our dancing on the clouds effect. Um, what do you, you know, what do you love about these? This type of enhancement, like, how does it, you know, where where do you find it best to incorporate? Um, are there anything that you would shy away from? Stuff that you're trying? I'm all about the wow factor and the surprise. Uh, you know, a ski themed bar mitzvah in the grand entrance, all of a sudden it starts to snow indoors. Right. Like, that throws people off. They would never expect it. Ever. And the best part is they're like, "What is this stuff that's uh, all over me?" And uh, it's all good. It's water based. You'll be fine. Don't uh, worry. <laughs> 
you know, when a guest of honor comes running through and then you've got the, the pyrotechnics, but it's totally safe. It's the cold spark technology. People are blown away. There's a real wow factor to That's this. That's cool. Thing. I love that. And then the, these atmospheric enhancements, these are things that are, you know, on the grand scheme of stuff, you know, obviously when you start kind of committing to these enhancements and committing to all of the things that are going to help your theme and help the brand. Yes, I know as, as you guys are out there clutching your wallet harder and harder and harder because you don't want to part with the loot, we understand that, you know, planning a mitzvah can be very tedious. It could be overwhelming at times, but that's the whole point of this cast too, is that we want to kind of educate you guys in different directions to go, the hot trends, the big stuff that's out there. And something like a, a an atmospheric enhancement doesn't really cost too much in the grand scheme. You could have a cool pop like this. Compared to everything that we've talked about right? today in this podcast. A couple hundred is, bucks. This is one of the least expensive. Yeah. Correct. So for that pop, and the cool part is the, the majority of these um, atmospheric effects can be utilized throughout the course of the event. So it's not just like, hey, I'm just using that sparkler pop for the grand entrance and then that's it. You know, we can work it into other aspects when a big beat drops during the night or, you know, during a, a father-daughter dance for a great picture, um, maybe a big toast um, that, you know, dad wants everybody to raise their glass and, you know, everybody say Mazel Tov. When we say Mazel Tov, the sparks go off and we have a, a, a cool picture. There, so there, there needs to be a reasoning. Right. There needs to be a thought process behind it. Correct. I love, uh, there's a picture hanging in our office of the giant LED robot shooting CO2 at the crowd. And what you can't see in the picture... This was that, planned and paid for, by the way. He didn't just show up and we're not that weird, I promise. You can't see in the picture, but... It was the last hour of the night, and it was to re-spark energy into the party. Right, like you were saying at the end. Everybody had cake, coffee, dessert. We started handing out white gloves to everybody, and the audience didn't know why. We just said, just hang on to them. And all of a sudden, the lights like, get ready. We're going to make room. you clean up all your own plates. Yes. They would have hated that. The lights went off in the room. The black lights went on. Everyone's hands were glowing. We start handing out neon, and then this giant LED robot comes running through the room, blasting CO2, Killer. and it re-sparked the whole feel of the party. I mean, it was like we did the grand entrance all over again. It's amazing. The, the level of energy was awesome. So so take these atmospheric enhancements, tie them in with a, you know, an invasion as we call it, or a right. real activation. And when, when Mike says invade or, or activate, guys, that, that means bringing the action to the dance floor. What we're trying to do now is keep all of that energy and excitement on that dance floor because once you guys are kind of off and, you know, playing the foosball game or taking a picture at the booth, not that you're disconnected, but you're, you're out of the mix. So, you know, when we want to activate you and bring it, we're going to try to bring everything to that floor and make it really cool. So that's what he was hitting on with that. So I, I think we did a good job of touching on most of these things. Uh, you know, as, as we're about to take it home, I guess you could say, the last bit is some of these enhancements are take-homes. You Correct. Know, uh, there's, there's, you know, craft-style stations that you could take things home, whether it's airbrush graffiti hats or T-shirts or Tie it in with the theme, you know, yep. like a merch stand with items to go. And that's awesome, too. That's such a super cool idea because not only do, do you get a great favor out of it for the event, and that could be your favor, you know, that everybody obviously takes with them, but it's also an activation. So, you know, most of the time, the kids or the guests are either picking out their colors or their idea or what they want to do. And like you said, with the craft stuff, like, you know, our, our bottle uh, our bottle can, our bottle cap uh, necklace station, they're literally picking out the bottle cap putting their initials on the cap, putting it on the string, and, you know, making their own piece of jewelry. Yep. So, and the cool part is a lot of this stuff, we tee it up during cocktail hour. So the creation part, the craft part, or the development is taken during cocktail hour. Then our attendants who are on-site, it's not like we're just setting these stations up and, and leaving. You know, they have on, on-site attendants that are actually building all of the, the kids' requests. And in the last 45 minutes of the party, it's ready. They take it so they're not away from the action again. And, and some of them, the kids build themselves. The, the perfume station. You make your own perfume. I know. Uh, you know. And cologne. 
They, there's so many cool concepts, and we probably shouldn't give them all away. But we can't because Jeff Schwartz will be really angry that we just said the perfume station. That is correct on our podcast. Hint, hint. We're kidding. Don't worry. Maybe. But things like <laughs> the license plate station, dog tag station, uh, the, the jewelry that you mentioned. Sand art. Uh, rip it, rip it tees. Yep. The uh, the lace station, fresh lace. Oh yeah, dude. For all the sneakerheads, man, our sneaker madness station, fresh laces are the uh, the high the knee high basketball socks, custom mm-hmm. basketball socks. All of these. Listen, guys, you know, pop culture, as Mike and I say, is, is running the world. You know, everything from the NBA to Major League Baseball to Supreme to Bape to Chanel to anything the Jenners put their name on to Kylie Carly, whatever. This is this is what's up. So any opportunity that we could take, you know, lip gloss or makeup or uh, snapback hats, uh, you know, uh, long line T-shirts, uh, you know, messing with the Supreme logo, messing with the uh, Chanel logo to kind of tweak it into your event. This is what's up. And, you know, this is kind of where the trend's going. So, you know, we're going to do our best to stay on top of it, give you guys all the 4 on one each and every week here. And uh, the best part is it's all going to change tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this podcast up. This is episode 10. Episode 10. Mike and I back, keeping it real with you guys right here. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, make sure you're checking us out. Mastering Mitzvahs. You can find us now everywhere podcasts are found so uh check us out on itunes check us out on spotify um our anchor fm will put all the links uh to where you could find this podcast in the description when we post um and for more information from us specifically check us out uh you can find us at xeevents.com and uh find all of our social media platforms through there uh jordan marshall my partner in crime mike langsner you know, we, we just created a facebook group for oh, those yeah, looking to good call for mitzvah advice so you could find Mastering Mitzvahs right on Facebook. If you're planning a party, looking for advice, want a direct contact with either Jordan or myself, check it out. And also, guys, you know, lastly, before we get up out of here for the weekend, um, give us some feedback, too. If there's a topic you're struggling with or, you know, maybe uh, 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 you're having trouble picking your haul or your theme or your idea, write to us, message us, put it right on that board, and Mike and I would be more than happy to tackle that as a topic or as a partial uh, feature to our topic for the day and help you out directly. We'll shout you out, let you know what's going on, and it'll just be great help for the mitzvah planning community. That's All right. a wrap. That's a wrap. Another one in the books, episode 10. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good weekend.